being memorable in sales and when you take an appointment is one way for you to have a competitive advantage over your competition, even if your investment or your cost is more than theirs. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios. And the episode we're going to talk about for number 165 is how to be memorable in sales. And we can talk about strategies. We can talk about tactics all day long. Ask this question, do these things. But you can, you can give some juice, some extra bonus points to your sales process by being memorable in a good way. And so I'm going to, I'm going to preface this by being memorable in a good way. And uh, to, from the very beginning, I, I want to give you one of my beliefs in sales, that it's not a sales call, it's a performance. Not a sales call, performance. And what that means is uh, part of what you're doing is deliberate acting. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that you are putting on a show. You are there to help your buyer. But if you just show up and throw up, as they say, not good. Not good. It's going to be a problem for you, and it's going to be an issue. And sometimes people, when they are in sales and they're tired, they've hit their goals, and uh, they've done everything that they need to do in their mind, they mail it in. And that can't be you. You, you got to put in the work. You got to put in the effort. And you do have to have tons of, of focus on your presentation before, during, and after. Before, during, and after. And this is a lot of work. This separates the, the pros from the jokes, is how you focus on your sales presentation. And, and it does take effort to be memorable. And, you know, some people are just automatically charismatic, and some people aren't. Uh, you can have a bad day. I can have a bad day. I can have a bad week. I got to tell you, I was coming back from Austin uh, about two weeks ago, and I threw a temper tantrum on the plane. I did. I was having a bad day. It wasn't anybody's fault. I recognized that I was throwing a temper tantrum, and I talked myself out of it. So we all have uh, bad moments. Bad moments we do. And when it comes down to it, some industries are not one-sit closes. A one-sit closes, I meet with you today, I close you today, you buy, see you later, Peace out, Girl Scout. You got your thing. You got your, your good, your product, your widget, your gizmo. Okay. Some industries are one sit closes, but they turn into multiple sits. And, you know, there, there's a myth out there that everything is all about price. Everything is all about price. And there is a buyer that that's all they care about. And my question for you is, do you really want that guy or that girl to be your client? Okay. If, if their buying parameter is only price, there may be a lot of problems. And like, I get it. There's government agencies and you're like, Scott, you know, there's, there's people that that's, that's who I sell to. That's my client. Okay. I get it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing to know is there is most of the time a way to juice some more money out of the deal. And one of those ways is to be memorable to be memorable. And I'm going to I'm going to give you some options and some ideas in what I see as an order of operation and like if I was going to run through a sales call. And so, you know, here's me. I I look at leverage points. How can I do something before? 
I meet with somebody and, and figure out who they are and get a sense for who they are. So, you know, can I get a personal introduction? Can I get a personal introduction? Okay, if I can't get a personal introduction, can I can I look this person uh, up on LinkedIn? Can I find something out about them through social media? Can I gather intel to figure out who is it that I'm going to be meeting with and and kind of give me some insights? Do they have a YouTube channel? You know, what are they what are they all about? It's not hard to find me. I mean, I got 2600 YouTube videos. You know, um I I've, I've got almost 200 episodes now of the How to Sell show. I put up stuff on on my Instagram and on my Facebook. You know, usually pictures of Hawaii and sunsets and, you know, some goofy stuff. And every once in a while, you know, some quotes from Dumb and Dumber <laughs> and stepbrothers, you know, all the good stuff. And, and like, if you were going to find me, that would be an easy way to do it. And, and you know, we could probably talk about tacos or steak or something. Like, there is intel that you can gather on people. There's ways to figure out what's going on. And besides that, you could always do a preemptive package. Preemptive package is what I'm going to call it. You can send somebody some video of yourself. Hey, looking forward to meeting with you. Like the cool thing about that is that person hears your voice. They see your picture. They know what you look like. They could pick you out in the crowd kind of, and they get a feel for who you are. And the cool thing is if you send a pre-video package and you know, it's only about 30 to 45 seconds, chances are pretty good. They're going to watch it, especially if it's personalized. So let's just say your name is Jim. And I'm like, hey, Jim, I just want to let you know, I know we got a a meeting on Thursday. I just want to introduce myself so you know who I am. I'm looking forward to the conversation. I'm really excited about talking to you about the widgets and gizmos that we have to offer. I'm excited to see you at 3 p.m. on Wednesday. Like, just shorten to the point. You know, some people will say, well, Scott, I look goofy on video. Well, if there's one thing that COVID's done for everybody, then that's gotten us used to what we look like and sound like on video. Okay, I mean, you got to get over it. You got to get over it. Those days are long gone. Uh, prior to March 2020, you had an excuse. After March 2020, no excuse. No excuse. Okay. Um, so let's say that you you do your research. You look into the person. You find some things about them. Like you can't be creepy about this. I wouldn't shoot a video and be like, hey, Jim, heard you like tacos. I'm excited to talk to you about our widget and gizmo. Like, no, I mean, that's, that's intel that you gather to just get a feel for how the person is. Okay. So like I've, I've had people reach out to me and they're too personal, too quick, too personal, too quick. And that creates some challenges, creates some issues. Cause in my mind, I'm like, I don't know you like that. Like, I'll, I'll give you one right now. I will give you one that like, uh, Ooh, I, <laughs> there are very few people in my life that could call me Scotty. Very few, very few. I'm talking like brothers and sisters and a couple of very close friends. That's it. And so I get on a phone call with a guy, I don't know, probably about three months ago, and he starts calling me Scotty, and, and like my brain's about to explode. I'm like, I said, hey, um, I don't know you well enough for you to call me Scotty, and I don't appreciate it. It's not my name. Like, we're not going to go there. And the guy was like, well, I was just kind of trying to have fun. I was like, look, listen, very few people in my life can call me that. Very few. And you're not on that list. It's too personal, too quick. And... And the guy was like, well, I'm, I'm surprised you're going to call me out like that. I said, look, like, that's a super personal thing for me. And, and it sounds crazy, but like the name Scotty, uh-uh, you don't get to do that. 
And then so a couple minutes later into the presentation, he called me Scotty again. It was over. It didn't matter what he had to offer. It didn't matter what he had to say. He was memorable in a bad way. And I'm getting irritated thinking about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have nothing to do with this. But you have a thing. Like there's things that, like you could talk to me about Hawaii all day long. You could talk to me about, you know, surfing all day long. But, you know, there are some some things that are off limits. So I want to give you fair warning. I want to give you something that is real life and real deal to me. And I was starting to get edged up about that. Like, Argh. so this goes back to order of operations. First and foremost, be on time. Be on time. Uh, I hate it when people are late for me. I hate it when I miss appointments. I hate it when people miss appointments. So, so be on time. Uh, you know, be gracious though, because like, you know, uh, I have a good friend that missed an appointment because of taking care of a dog like sometimes things just don't work out. We all have things that happen in personal life, but if it's a consistent issue, it is a problem. Okay. Use the person's first name and you can ask them how they like to be addressed because I just give you an issue that I run into when people call me Scotty. When you introduce me that way, no, 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 no. Because like, how do you, how do you, especially in an event, how do you get somebody and go, Hey, wait a minute. Um, just so you know, that's not, that's not my name. <laughs> that's not my name. Because it's awkward. It's awkward. And so uh, using the personal's name, but like, here's the thing. When you say somebody's name, there is magic that happens when you smile when you say their name. Like, just like right now, I'm smiling and I can say Jim. It's different than Jim. Okay? And you can hear that on a podcast and you can feel it in real life. In neuro-linguistic programming, they got this thing called the unconscious hello. And everybody says hello differently. Some people do like a reverse head nod where they'll tilt their head up. Some people smile. Some people squint their eyes. And if you can gain a vantage point to watch people interact when they first introduce themselves and you can mirror their unconscious hello, it's one way for you to, to get some memorability. Does it close the deal? No. Does it give you some brownie points, some extra juice? Maybe. Maybe. If you believe it. If you don't believe it, it's not going to work. So I'm just giving you some examples. Doesn't mean you have to use them. Uh, you can set an agenda. You know, I have an episode that I just recently released about focus, power of focus. And one of the ways that you can show that you have focus is you can set an agenda. And there's, you have had this, you have had this, where uh, people set you up with an appointment and they completely waste your time. They, It's like, okay, here we go again. And I'll tell you, uh, since I helped my mom, I do help her with marketing and I get hit up all the time, all the time for marketing. And so when somebody wants to meet with me, I literally shot a video out in Hawaii. It says, Hey, this is Scott. Um, you know, I get to hear marketing messages all the time and everybody sounds the same to me. You guys all talk about server to server and it's your team and that, you know, you have better tracking and that you're going to be amazing. Like you're going to have to be stronger and come to the table. You're going to have to give me something that's way more memorable if you want to get an appointment with me. And so somebody reaches out to me, they want to do marketing. That's, that's the way they got to get my attention. Okay. And so sometimes someone will tell you how to be memorable. And then there's people who don't do it. There's a, there's a marketing guy named Dan Kennedy, Dan Kennedy, Dan Kennedy's a genius. He he's, he, he's funny, but he's a gruff old dude. And so if you want to get on Dan's, Dan's schedule, you have to send him a one page fax. He'll tell you like, it has to be in this font. Can't be more than three pages. You know, the, these are the things that I want to know that you're going to do, but this is it. And and so to be memorable to him sometimes comes down to following instructions. In the event, you also have body language. So how you sit at a table, how you stand 
next to somebody, how close in proximity you are, that that's body blocking. So uh, early on in my sales career, I would lean over the table a lot. And I'm not a small dude. So this morning, I'm 271 pounds. I'm 6'2". I've got no hair. You know, I, I heard I can be intimidated. I'm not trying to, but I've heard I can be intimidating. And so your body blocking and, and where you stand really do matter. So if I'm standing you face-to-face within three to six feet, and our shoulders are square, we're, we're parallel, there is your brain starts going, this guy wants to fight me. Even if I don't, even if I don't, your brain starts going into protection mode going like this is to kind of fight or flight, especially for somebody who's brand new. So if you slightly stand at an angle when you meet people, like with your heart face towards them, it does help. It does help. So same thing happens at a table. Like, you know, when when uh, people sometimes when they get objections, the way that they square up their body shows that, you know, it's a problem. And so in tense situations, I tend to back away from the table. If uh, I want to distance myself from a conversation, I might slightly turn to the side. You know, uh, you, you can play with your body blocking to be memorable. You can do it in a good way, too. When somebody tells you something good, you can always lean in and, and tilt your ear and go, hey, wait, say that again. You know, there's eye contact and different cultures, different cultures have different appropriations of eye contact for, for numbers and you got to get used to it. So when people break eye contact, that's their count. Let's say I'm staring at you and I'm looking at you, not staring, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at you and you get 2001, 2002, 2003, and you break your eye contact. You look down diagonally to the right or to the left, or, you know, you, you, you shift your face. Well, that tells me that you got like a three count, which is comfortable for you. So then we talk again and I watch you and you go 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, and you break eye contact. Okay. Well, then I know roughly that your norm for eye contact is about three to five seconds, preferably about four. Well, then I'm going to start doing eye contact in about four second intervals, but not like crazy eyed all over the place, Java dude. But just know that like I can, I can give you too much eye contact and I can give you not enough. I can give you the right amount. I'm going to emphasize something that's pretty cool for you, and it's smiling. Okay? And now, you got to smile when appropriate. So, like, let's say somebody says, your company sucks, and you smile. Uh, maybe. Maybe. You know, if, if that's if that's the type of person you are. But I will I will tell you that the, there's some magic that happens when, when you smile. It removes tension. And, you know, there, there's all sorts of pictures of, um, of monkeys that's smiling. And, and chimpanzees, I'm sorry, chimpanzees. And I, every time I see these pictures, it kind of makes me laugh. And I start thinking like, you know, it's kind of hard to not smile. It's like, you ever been on an airplane or in a crowded room and somebody starts laughing and everybody starts looking and trying to figure out why they're laughing because they want to laugh too. They want to be involved. Well, the cool thing about smiling is that's, that's how it is. That's like the, the second level down is if I can't sit here and laugh with you, at least I'm going to smile with you. And so like within smiling, there is humor and there's appropriate humor. And then there's bad humor because, uh, hi, my name's Scott. And like, typically I don't have a filter. I, I typically don't. And so there's things in my mind that I think are absolutely hilarious that people are like, that's probably inappropriate. I'm like, yeah, hi, have you met me before? No, there's things that I say that just, they can, they can get me in trouble. And it's just my filter. I don't have one. And there are people like that. And, uh, sometimes it can get you in trouble. And so remember, you're trying to be, mem- you know, you're going to be memorable in good ways and not bad ways. Next on this list, listen, listen. And you're like, Hey Scott, I can do that. Well, I'm going to give you some strategies for listening that really help. And one of them is taking notes, <laughs> believe it or not, by writing things down, it proves that it's important. 
And I learned this from my mentor, Dr. Kevin Hogan. He says, if you're writing down something that somebody says, what they're saying is important. And I want you to really think about that. If, if you're taking the time to write down what people say, you can recap with them and you can say, Hey, Jim, here's what we talked about. You had mentioned that you're having a problem with one, two, and three. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that my notes were correct. Well, that means that you're paying attention to what's going on. And I, I tell this story a lot. I was in St. Louis. I have a food allergy, really weird. I'm allergic to vinegar. I have a histamine problem. And uh, we went to this really nice restaurant. There was 40 of us roughly at the table, 30 or 40 of us. And the the server is taking the order and just by memory. And in my mind, I'm freaking out because I'm like, dude, if you put vinegar on this thing, it's going to ruin my night. I'm here for a celebration. I sold a ton last year. Everybody's going out. The company's paying for ridiculous stuff, and I want to be part of it. I want to be able to tell this story. And so, you know, I pull him aside, and I'm like, look, man, I really, if, if this screws up, I'm in trouble. And so he, he said, look, I do this all the time. It's 40 people. I'll, I'll remember your order. No big deal. Because there's restaurants like that. There are places that you have to memorize. You have to memorize the food. You can't write it down. But just think, think about like the anxiety that I was feeling. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't. If, if I don't know for certain that this isn't going to be in my food, I'm kind of in trouble. Well, if, you're, if your buyer or your client is in, has problems and they don't think that you're listening, it creates an issue. So with that being said, you know, you got to ask questions and take the notes. And then as you're talking to people, you've got your pitch, your tone, and your cadence. Now, if you're tired, you're hungry, or you're frustrated, and this is, this is a natural occurrence for just about everybody on this planet. So, like, I'm not telling you something that's earth-shattering, but I am sharing something that should be paid attention to. If you're tired, you're hungry, or you're frustrated, your, your pitch, your tone, and your cadence are off. You, you know, so you, you do have to breathe. And so one of the coolest things that I, I have learned to do outside of sales training is take yoga and breathing classes just for relaxing in the moments. And then, and then if you have, if you have a go-to move, if you have a go-to physical move to help relax you, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my blueprint, uh, out on Oahu. Uh, if you go past Waikiki, uh, and you go towards uh, Kahala. So it's like the next town over there. There is a rise on the freeway. Um, where I can see like all, all of Waikiki, all of Honolulu, you know, and it's like just this magnificent, magnificent view, uh, exit 25A. Yeah, and as that rise comes up, like that's one of my favorite things to see. And like, if there's like a slight rain, I don't know what it is about it. It's just freaking cool. Okay. Like everybody's got their own thing. This is one of mine. So all as I do that drive, I'll rub my fingers together and just like get that memory of like, here's one of my favorite places. Or if I go watch a, a sunset in Haleiwa, I like I'll rub my two fingers together. If I go watch a sunset at Waimea Bay, I'll rub my fingers together. If I go to Lanikai and watch a sunrise, I'll do the same thing because I'm setting those feelings and those emotions tied to my fingers rubbing. So as I get stressed out in an event, it, you really, you would never see like my hands and my fingers rubbing together. It just looks like a natural movement. And it's one way for you to keep calm. It's one free way for you to remind what's going on. And I'm actually doing it right now. And it's, it's giving me all the good vibes and the good feelings. And like I'm missing Oahu. I was wishing there I was there right now. That's your go-to physical move. So in this, you can ask for the business. And, you know, there's a lot of times where I've ridden with salespeople. And I've made this mistake in the past too, that I never asked for the business early on in my sales career. And... You know, people will be like, hey, you spent all this time with me and you didn't even ask. You didn't even ask if you wanted to move forward. 
And then there is a thank you card. So every trip I go to Oahu, I pick up Mahalo cards. And I don't know, it's like seven bucks for a box of them. I think I probably have like 60 boxes of them at my house. But anytime I meet with somebody, I send them a Mahalo card. I carry them in my backpack. I got a travel backpack that's got like all the gear in it that I need, the tripods and cameras and, you know, the, the charger cables, whatever. But I always have thank you cards. I always have Mahalo cards because like you never know what's going to happen at a live event. You never know who you're going to meet and you never know who you want to be memorable to because who does that? Like for six bucks, really? In six dollars U.S. money, I don't I don't know where you're listening to me from. Maybe it could be from somewhere around the world, but like let's say six dollars U.S. money, you can buy a box of ten thank you cards, and you meet with somebody and you give them a thank you card. You can drop your business card into it, but a handwritten thank you card, memorable. Okay, so I'm going to give you some advanced ways. Those are all just pretty standard ways, interesting ways, but some advanced ways of how to be memorable. You can do a follow up video. Now, if you have an iPhone and you're sending it to an iPhone, these videos can be like three, four, five minutes long. If you have an Android and you're sending it to an Android, these videos can be about 30 to 45 seconds long because there's just something in the coding that allows you to do it better. So you know what? I have two phones. I've got an iPhone and I've got an Android. And if I need to send a video, it's going from an iPhone to an iPhone. I'm going to get two or three minutes, okay? Follow-up video. It's cool. And I'm like, hey, Scott, well, I don't, I don't, I can't do that. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to go low-tech here. You're going to grab a tablet. You're going to grab a cell phone. You're going to grab a video camera if you got to. You, you, and, and there's a lot of ways you can do this. I'm going to take away every excuse you got. You take that video and you upload it to YouTube and you send the person a bit.ly link. Bit.ly. And like, hey, Scott, I don't have a video camera accessible. I don't have any of this. Then here's what you do. You sign up for a free account on Zoom. Zoom.us. And you create a video. And you talk through like why you're excited to work with a person, why you're happy of meeting with them, read the, give them the recap. Give them about 45 seconds to 90 seconds. That's it. I'm going to give you this blueprint, 45 to 90 seconds. That's it. Too long is too needy, too short, not interesting enough. Okay? 45 to 90 seconds. And you send a follow-up video. Hey, you know, wanted to give you an update of what's going on. It was great meeting with you. Here's the situation. Here's how we get started. There, by the way, there's a DocuSign link in this, this email. Here we go. Perfect. Okay. That is my signature move for how to be memorable on video. And if there's somebody that I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of, I will, I will go to a place and turn it into like a learning lesson. So I've done this at the Golden Gate Bridge. Now I happen to live 90 minutes from San Francisco. So like, okay, cool. Or if I'm traveling to a town and I know I need to follow up, I will use some sort of thing to follow up with the person. So I, I'm going to give you some examples. I'll get back to it. I went to the Golden Gate Bridge uh, on the San Francisco side. So the north side is Marin County. The south side is going to be San Francisco. And uh, Black's Beach is is the beach that uh, you can you can see the Golden Gate Bridge from. So I took a tripod and I took my, my cell phone, took my iPhone. And I said, hey, you know, business owner, if you're looking really to bridge the gap between what you and your team is doing, then I'm really the guy to help you out. I want to give you an update on what my schedule looks like. Here's where I'm at. Here's what I can do. To get things to move forward, I just need you to authorize this document and wire me some money for uh, uh, an initial payment. And you know, I, the the business owner ended up getting back to me, and he was like, "That was the coolest thing ever. Can you show my team how to do that?" And I said, "Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty standard, pretty straightforward, pretty easy to do." So I'm out in Austin, Texas, two weeks ago, and I'm like, "All right, I got to shoot a video, and I'm trying to I'm trying to get this this client." And so I go to a barbecue spot, and uh, they have all sorts of barbecue sauce. 
they have all sorts of barbecue sauce. And so I, I grab my, my iPhone and I shoot this video. I'm like, hey, business owner, you know, if your team's looking for the secret sauce for, for closing deals, then I got what you need. And it's not some generic, you know, ketchup and, and mayonnaise with dill pickles. It's the real deal. It's the hot sauce. It's, it's the stuff that's going to get things moving. And so, like, I, it was interesting, and it was something that could grab attention. And within two hours, I had a message back, hey, let's set up a call for this next week. So if you're going to do a follow-up video or any type of video, you can do it as an object lesson. You know, there, if you go to Napa, there is a hill where there's a guy crushing grapes. And I don't know, I want to say like three years ago, uh, I went and met up with my friend Paul. And we went to dinner in Napa. But before we went to dinner, I went to that, that statue as you're driving into Napa. And I said, hey, look, it's entirely possible for people to crush grapes and make wine for their sales process. But if you really want your team to crush it and get the most juice out of every deal, then you need me. And I sent that video and I got a response. So like so people confuse, like uh, I only can be memorable in the meeting. No, that's not true. You can be memorable by being interesting. You can be memorable by sending video. You can be memorable by giving a lesson. You can be memorable by answering a question the right way. I was recently on a live stream and uh, it's part of what I do. One of, one of the people that I work with, uh, puts on these six hour episodes. And so our stream for us started on a Friday morning at four o'clock in the morning, Pacific standard time, because we were broadcasting to Europe and the team that I was working with, uh, there are counterparts were based out of Singapore. So, you know, Singapore's time and Pacific time are like 14 hours difference. And so for us, it was four in the morning for them. It was like six at night. By the time that we ended, it was like one or two in the morning. But the cool thing that they did was they got my physical address in one of the things. They're like, hey, Scott, we, we just need your address. And I'm like, hey, whatever, I'll send you my address. And But they said, it's got it's to be where you're going to broadcast from. And so, like I said, all right, I'm going to be home. So I sent them my, my address. And just before the event ends, I get a knock at the door. And so I answered the door and they had Starbucks delivered to me. So they had a croissant and some coffee. And I was like, this is a freaking magical touch. Just awesome. So shout out to uh, Success Resources out in Singapore, SR Group. You guys, that's an amazing touch. You know, that's that's your idea. I'm going to let you keep it, but I'm going to give you mad props for doing it. Now, with that being said, there's ways for you to be memorable. You can send a gift. And it doesn't have to be something, you know, exorbitant. It doesn't have to be something super expensive. It it, it can be something pretty standard. And, and a gift can be something easy, easy. So, like, you look at things like um, uh, orientaltradingcompany.com or orientaltrading.com, whatever, orientaltrading.com. They, they have, like, little tiny gifts, little tiny, like, you know, things that you can send people in the mail and, and just to get them engaged. Uh, if I'm trying to get somebody's attention, and I've never met them. Every time I go to Oahu, I send out boxes. And in this box is three boxes of chocolate. There is three bags of coffee. And then there's some coffee brittle. And then there's a, a, a Mahalo card. And I want to say that with postage and, and inflation and everything, it's about 60 to 70 bucks a box, depending upon the grade of the chocolates that I sell. And like I've got a deluxe version that if I really want to impress somebody, it costs me about 120 bucks to set that box up. But that gift has opened a lot, a lot of doors for me. There's people that I've connected with that I've gotten through that I've heard you can't reach out to them because they don't respond. And I'm like, I got this. I got this. And I, I set up one of these boxes 
to, to help people remember who I am, to give them a, a face and to give them a name of, of what's going on. And the more that you can think through this and be creative, the better off you're going to be. And it doesn't mean you have to spend a ton of money. Remember, my, my examples that I gave you were places that I either, either have been to or I live near. Now, for me to go to San Francisco, it's like a it's like a three to four hour drive some days. It's 90 miles, but because of traffic, it could be a three to four hour drive. There's times where there's no traffic one way, but there's traffic the other. So I, I tend to bunch videos into a grouping and I tend to not try to repeat them because like if, if somebody says like, oh, I met this guy, Scott, and he sent me this fantastic video. And if by chance they meet another person who's gotten that video, they'd be like, that's cool. He did something completely different for me. So like if you're going to do an object lesson, like I use the the Golden Gate Bridge or I use the Secret Sauce or uh, I use the Grape Crush in Napa, like I'm, I'm I got to figure out some way to be creative. So like uh, not not too far from me is a Folsom, Folsom Prison, Folsom Dam, Folsom Lake. And so like I could go to Folsom Dam. There's a little uh, area that you can shoot video on that overlooks the dam. And I could say, hey, if you want the floodgates of your business to open, you know, this is what you got to do. And so, like, if you live near a stadium, you can stand near a stadium and say, hey, if you want your team to take it to the big time or your business to go to the big time, this is what you can do. This is, this is, you can contact me and I'll help you put butts in seats or whatever version that you want to use. The thing is, it's like the, the sky's the limit. So I'm going to, I'm going to, if you're going to use video, if you're going to use video, I'm going to give you a couple of tips. Prior to nine o'clock in the morning, you can shoot video in public and not be bothered. Okay. And there's just something about like up until nine o'clock, you're fine. And depending upon where you're at, it, it, that's about the longest you want to go because the sun is up on the horizon too high. And so the best time to shoot video in the public is about the first 90 minutes of light. So there's like about 10 minutes of, of pre-light before it happens. You're usually pretty good. And then 90 minutes from there. And then you're going to want to remember to not stand on private property. So I made this mistake when I went to Atlanta. I shot some video on private property across from the Olympic Park at this place that produces beverages. And if you've been there, you know where I'm talking about. I asked a security guard if I could shoot some video at this beverage producing facility in Atlanta that's really well known. And the security guard said, I don't care. Well, about an hour into my video shoots, I get this other security guard that comes up and is very aggressive with me and tells me to put my camera equipment away and that this very big company would sue me if uh, if I ever released any of the videos. And I was like, all you got to do is just tell me to leave. I'll leave. So uh, pay attention to where you're at and where you're shooting videos. So you, you've got a whole list of options of how to be memorable in sales. And some of them are just easy from body language to smiling, uh, to listening to people, to taking notes, all the way to a gift or shooting a video. The key for you is to find what works for you. Uh, there may be like 20 things that I went through and you may pick two or three of them. And if they work for you, fantastic. But here's the challenge. If you don't do any of them, none of this matters. And you sat and listened to about 30 minutes of me talking, which I do appreciate. <laughs> That's very cool of you. But I, I want to see you take some action and, and get some wins. And what what the ultimate compliment for me is when somebody says, hey, I was able to close X amount of extra dollars per year from, you know, watching a YouTube video or listening to one of your episodes of the How to Sell show. And I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Like, that's that's the reason why I do it. I don't do it just to hear myself talk, you know, as I'm recording this episode. 
it happens to be a Sunday afternoon and there's a million other things that I could be doing, you know, and I record episodes in batches. So, you know, you shoot for 20 minutes to, to 30 minutes and five, five episodes turns into a couple of hours sitting and doing a, a recording. So I'm going to add a bonus now that I'm thinking about this. Now that I'm thinking about this, you could send somebody an audio of your own podcast about this person's product or service. You could, you could in essence, make a commercial for them. You know, you could, you could, you could go online. If I really wanted to grab somebody's attention, I could get a virtual assistant to do this. If I, if I really needed to, if I didn't have the time and if I didn't have the money, I could do it on my own. You could do some pretty basic free video editing and take somebody's reviews and turn them into a, a commercial for them and do the voiceover and everything and then send them and say, Hey, I, this is how I found your company. I would love to do some, some business with you, but you, you create like a two minute commercial for them. You get somebody to read the voice, you get somebody to, to do some really cool stuff and nobody's thinking like that. Nobody's doing it. And so since you stayed along and listened to 33 minutes of the how to sell show 32 minutes, I figured I'd give you a really cool strategy. So there you go. That's how you can be memorable in sales. There's probably a million other ways. I highlighted quite a few ones that are pretty easy, uh, low cost, low dollar to, you know, some, some money to get it done, but it's going to be up to you. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo. Mahalo.